1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Side Podcast. It is indeed a show about black science fiction and fantasy and helping us say... <laughs> Uh, ben just started rubbing my neck, which is super cute. And helping us stay on the same page as a family. It is six in the morning, and we are recording this show before our kid wakes up. So let's try. Let's do our absolute awesome. best to yeah. make sure she stays asleep today. For episode one twenty four, we'll be talking about ourselves. <laughs> you, you changed this, and what we're reading together, which is Africa Risen. So we're going to be. We are currently on week three. Nope. We are currently on week six of Africa Risen, but yeah, a lot of talking about us. Before we really dive into the book that we've been reading for... We're mostly just going to talk about us. No, 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 because I really want to talk about that third story, but yeah, we can not yeah, talk we... about us as well. Yeah. Uh, some people that we always want to shout out and thank are the patrons. Special shout out to these patrons. Ivy Ellis, Christina, Tanya, Whitney Marie, Ferdas, Nikki, Tanisha Roberson, Raylan Miller, and Blakely Larson. Blakely Larson. That's right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we, Ben and I just got worried because we just saw that lo- that little head pop up on the baby monitor. But we're going to keep it pushing. She, she's back down again. Ben. Ben. What's What's been going on with you, baby? How, how's that dad life been treating
2: you? Oh, yeah, dad life oh, is the only life for me. It's I what I do daily. Yesterday, I made you uh, some fish. Usually, I fuck up fish terribly. You I, mean, how do you, how do they you, they taste up like fish? rubber? Like, I don't, I don't, I maybe don't uh, dry it too much. So they're, there's too much for water, so it has a rubbery texture. But yesterday, I made some fish, and it tasted so good, and I was so proud. And then I had Amber eat it, and she was like, "I need some more salt." It
1: did. Was the cook was the fish cooked properly? Yes. Was the fish seasoned? No. What were the strong notes of flavor that you I was supposed, supposed to get supposed out of that to fish? Be
2: getting garlic and...
1: Didn't get that.
2: Dang. Okay. But did but, I eat
1: it? Hell yeah. And do I cook? Hell no. So that's why I didn't I didn't uh, bash it or anything. The I other...
2: Oh, and wine. I used white wine.
1: Yeah, and I was that, like, what strong notes of flavor yeah, am I supposed I to get like, from this so, bit? He, he was like, uh, white wine. I was like, mm... That's where <laughs> I, I uh, can see that. I was like, uh, am I supposed to get some hints of lemon? Am I supposed to get some zest and spice? So for me, the, the flavor profile was just not that strong.
2: There was a lot of paprika. It was a lot of paprika. A lot of paprika. And then the, you're supposed okay. to get the sweetness of the red wine, uh, I didn't of get the white the, wine. I, was it red or white? I don't it know. It was white wine. And with went the sweetness of the red pepper. That's why. Yeah. Uh,
1: here's the thing. I actually went to a mixer last night for about an hour and a half, and your fish had more flavor than that mixer. I'll say that. Hey. I, w- I would rather be home watching films with you and eating you know, lightly seasoned fish than be at that mixer. Ooh. And that's really all that matters, right?
2: It does. Yay. Oh, and then um, I cleaned. That's another thing that a dad does clean so i cleaned uh not only the kitchen but i cleaned the coffee pot which you put like oh. half a white That's vinegar true. and then half of water and then you put, <laughs> press the clean button but a lot of people don't do that so their coffee gets like you know nasty their coffee cleaner gets nasty and Exciting. then i also changed the water filter ooh,
1: exciting things happening here in the wallet household (laughs) i know how to do the things that need to get done you really do you're you're in a sing-songy mood today i'm kind of feeling it so Um, i've been up to some things as well uh oh yeah and
2: that segment was called that dad life we're gonna make some segments and now oh we oh now now we're on to the next segment which is called Creator Life. So I'm sorry,
1: two years into the show, you've got some segment ideas. <laughs> I like that though. That's really cute. Uh, so,
2: what's the Creator Life in, happening about you, Amber?
1: In the Creator Life, uh, I've been saying this on socials, but I finished the documentary. It is done. I'm, I'm making some final touches. Ben had a viewing of it the other night. It, for those of you who don't know, so good. Thank you. For those of you who don't know, we are making a documentary that that basically follows the, the months that I was pregnant and those couple months after. So it just, the full journey, the full, it's like a bigger extended vlog and just some more vulnerable content and some pieces of my birth story that weren't really shared with everybody. But Every birth story is super unique and worth telling, so I just really hope that people feel more compelled to share their birth stories with me and with other people because I have found that those conversations mostly just happen in kitchen tables away from the men at all parties. And so I just want to give and make people who have done this before feel more free to share that story and share their postpartum journey because it really is traumatic. It, it's traumatic it's dramatic it's melodramatic it's all of the addicts it's all of the Maddox. <laughs> so um I can't wait for that to premiere I'm having some really hard time finding somewhere to screen it in la I've emailed I've done um inquiry forms I've DM people and I haven't gotten back to me yet but there you' is- you'll
2: find you' we're gonna we're gonna get a theater uh Amber goes through these um moments of insecurities like for example thank, thank you, Uh so Amber did not get a role for something and then mm-hmm. she also just finished the documentary and so after not getting this role, she watched the documentary. She's like, This is the worst thing I've ever made. And it was like hours of hours of work and so she was feeling really insecure about it and then it was. she's like Oh, then can you watch it? And then
1: because um, I've just seen it since its inception, yeah. so, so I've, I watched I've it been, and it, it f-
2: was great. But it was so it was sort of the thing where like you might have a moment where you've mm-hmm. messed something up, and then you're like, now everything in my life is terrible. Like you might get a, a fight with your mom or your dad, and then you're like, my romantic relationships suck, even though those relationships are different, or like you know you you know, peed in the toilet and then you miss the spot in the toilet and then you got pee everywhere. Like, I'm just a sloppy mess, even though the rest of your life is really organized.
1: It's not that, Ben. What happens is when you are a creator and an artist and let's say you go on stage and you tell your jokes and you bomb, okay? Yeah, There bomb. is this minute of, okay, well, if I bombed Monday night, there's a likelihood now that I will bomb on Wednesday night. So so sometimes you're like, ah, should I, have, should I be rewriting new jokes or was it just that audience? So I was having that space of like, I think the documentary is funny and entertaining, but I just auditioned for something and I think I'm funny and entertaining. And they were like, you know, it, I know they didn't say you're not, but they definitely didn't say you are. Yeah. So that made me feel like. Hmm. are some of these other things I'm making not as funny as I think they are as well. Cause I think I did a good job over here and I did it, but you know I, I'm, I'm reading too much into it. I know I am.
2: Uh, yeah, but uh, it just made me think though of, uh, another topic for your amp show. So Amper has this fantastic show that I'm going to plug right now. Uh, called it's uh on the platform called amp and it's basically radio but through an app and amber does a live show you can call in yeah and it's called bad advice with amber and she gives we, bad yes. advice uh and sometimes good advice but here's the thing I was thinking like there are old there are these moments that everyone has in their life and they're called confidence destroyers.
1: <laughs> Coughiness? Co-
2: uh, con- sorry. Confidence? I got I was playing basketball and I got a busted lip. Uh, it's called confidence destroyers. Got it, got it. So no so- coffins. No coffins. I prefer well, the actually, coffin—the coffin, confidence destroys you, and sometimes you put yourself in a coffin, got it, metaphorically got it. speaking. So you could make a, a show where people call and talk about those moments where their confidence was just completely destroyed.
1: Uh, that's confidence, actually a really good idea. I think uh, I'm gonna do destroy that.
2: Destroyer events. Yeah.
1: Yes, I think I'm gonna do that. You, I would probably use some. I would probably do something different, like confidence chaos or something. Yeah. Because I just like iteration. Catac-
2: Confidence cataclysms.
1: Well, maybe not that, but confidence catastrophes. Yeah. yeah, Something like that. Yeah, but I just... It which is so bizarre because not to sound like a narcissist because but I'm a pretty confident person so when these things she happen is. I'm kind of like I I am experiencing a new feeling of self doubt well I I, I have self doubt a lot but feel like oh, well, the,
2: be I, like the peasant like the rest of us
1: <laughs> I know I don't I don't typically feel insecure like you other girls but I I'm I'm very excited now now that it got your stamp of approval because you you do know this whole story and you do know some of the trauma that I experienced so I, if it's not boring to you who knows was the, the beginning middle and end of the story then I feel really good about it and yeah. Ben got a little misty eyed I've shared a trailer recently so I'm really excited oh I
2: didn't get misty eyed there were full raindrop tears <laughs> I'm
1: like You know how this goes and you're still over there. So I don't know. I'm very excited about it. So LA, get your shit together. Email me back. I'm sitting here saying I'm paying to rent the space. How much? And they're like still like just not responding. Whatever. Anyway, the people that do respond.
2: Like you're not an established filmmaker, you know.
1: Yeah, I know. Which, I mean, fair. So speaking of people that do respond, we have another incredible Apple podcast review. Thank you so much for your reviews. Everybody, as you know, we read them on the show. So let's keep one going right now. This person, which is XO underscore B says, proud fan. You guys are so amazing. I first saw Amber on TikTok and I was instantly hooked on laughter, watched her through her pregnancy and was excited. We had the same due date. Did the baby come on? I'm sorry. I just have to zoom this in. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> I need some glasses. Did the baby come on that day? Well, no. Same, friends. Same. Seeing all your videos helped, and it still helps me when my anxiety is bothering me. I go watch your videos. I downloaded Amp to tune into her show on Tuesdays, and it has become the only day my husband has to shut up and keep the baby. I have yet to build up the courage to call in, but I will one day. Oh, please do. You give me some of the best advice and the worst advice. I love it. I told my husband, my girl Amber have another platform but you have to pay. He already knew what was up. I love <laughs> the Wylen family and I love what you guys are doing. Thank you so much. This this means a lot this to me. is a it confidence
2: does. booster. It is
1: a confidence booster cuz goddamn my confidence right now is like, well, I actually kind of got over the role already. I've yeah. already
2: You recovered quickly. I,
1: I did recover. I was like, you know, what? I actually wouldn't have been a good fit on this show. Like looking back, I was like my comedy has, actually doesn't fit this. It's and y'all yeah. suck. Y'all y'all I was the best thing you never had. Anyway, you want to get into the book?
2: Yeah, so Amber and I are reading this great book together. We've, we've taken like six weeks to read it, which that's okay. You can spend six weeks reading the same book, especially when all, when it's like a short story collection. So we read four uh, short stories. We did. The first one was uh, Once Upon a Time in 1967 by um, Dunton. Uh, uh, I'll go back to that. Amues. Oh, um, oh, wow. uh Wow. Sorry. <laughs> that was not your busted
1: From... lip. That's just your white.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, so we read this story and it has where cats in it and it's super fun. And I love the idea of I just. I thought
1: it was werefoxes. foxes.
2: Oh, and where, yeah, sorry, where there's where fox. Like but instead also of werewolves, wolves, were were foxes. But also, I was thinking reading this, like what other were animals would be awesome? And I was like, if I could transform like half squirrel, because I love rodents. Oh, so boring. They're so cute. And like the little like uh Over the Hedge, I think recently went on Netflix and there's such a cute like eighty H D squirrel on there. That's so great. And I I just love squirrels.
1: See, I prefer like a, a bewitched dolphin of sorts, like a were dolphin. A were dolphin. Yeah, but or you like can't a were koala or something.
2: You can't go in on land.
1: It, you don't know the ramifications of a were dolphin. Yeah, Maybe they have uh, bat flight abilities and things of that nature at night. We we don't know the rules. I want to go back to the
2: squirrels. Why do you hate squirrels? Because even they're so in this, common. But even in this story, the squirrels are annoying and like chattery and sort of. Uh,
1: so let's go back to your question. Why, why do I boy? hate something that you just described as annoying?
2: Well, it's people just assume that's how they are. They're not actually like that. They're really great.
1: Yeah, but squirrels—you see those every day.
2: I know there's something just mundane, and
1: yeah, like I don't how like they're mundane.
2: foraging. And
1: I want to see something that I don't see every day. Be aware. Even the where fox is more hype than the where Squirrel.
2: Okay, so if you're you're aware squirrel, you can move about the world a little bit easier. Where like if you turn into a dolphin, it's hard to like walk down sunset boulevard.
1: Yeah, but that's more entertaining to see than a squirrel doing what it always does just with If a
2: were dolphin walks down sunset boulevard, it's going to be captured. But if you're going, you can. if you're a were-squirrel, you can go into sort of like a little alley, turn into a squirrel, and sort of scurry around without anybody noticing
1: you. Boring. That's probably already happening.
2: Boring. Califf, L.A. is just filled with were-squirrels. Were,
1: well, were-squirrels. Exactly. Anyway, this, this story has to do with, um, okay, so this were-fox, his name is Akeen, right? And then he goes and meets this water princess, Kimmy. And at, at my favorite part of the story is at one point this water princess who's kind of scary and terrifying asks Akeen, you know, because she's she's a all-powerful water princess and she meets this bewitched creature. So naturally her first question to this bewitched creature is, How does my hair look? <laughs> yeah. I was uh, like, huh? I was like, is this a joke? <laughs> to which Akeen basically says, like, I mean, it's not my style, but, like, you got it. <laughs> so I was like, what is happening yeah, right here? Yeah, th-
2: this was a weird story. I think it, the author was trying to get into this idea of, like, where foxes is as being metaphors for, like, mixed race because he's sort of, like, alienated by his you know, other, like, magical family, but then he also needs to, like, hunt humans, and there's a pretty gory scene of them, like, eating the flesh of a human.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just love, like, in this story that the water princess is saying, like, how's my hair look? And then he's basically like, it's not great. And then she basically says, like, well, I really appreciate you for being honest with me. Most people are afraid of me, so... That that honesty that you just gave me about my hair, it it has now made me trust you to take you to my underwater environment. <laughs> I was like, okay, like <laughs> it was uh, a fine story. I mean, it
0: kept me entertained. Maybe she
2: was uh, testing him. You know how like sometimes you ask me like, do I look good? And yeah, and like there's a you're looking for an answer. Like you know you look good, right? But you're trying to like,
1: yeah. But I'm married me. to you. You know, yeah. this water princess. I, I've never camp. I've never went up to a, a stranger and asked them how my hair looked. Well, that's actually not true. Maybe like another woman in the bathroom or something. Yeah. But if they said that they didn't love it, like what do I do at that point?
2: That's- you you go back to the drawing board, or in this case, probably the the water princess would have just drowned him.
1: Right, so I think like, she oh. was like, wow, I, I, you know that I can drown and kill you, and you were still honest with me, so now we do, like, I want to take you to my underwater world, and please help us defeat uh, Ika and rescue the slave girl. Like, there was a whole narrative. I also didn't really understand why the story was called Once Upon a Time in 1967. Did you? Nope. Because it kind of painted a picture for for those of you who saw what kind of forever, it kind of painted a picture of that sort of like underwater oh,
2: world. No, no, no. And I, maybe it was the, like that's where it, like the time place was in a part of. <coughs> I mean, I know uh, they I think had was nineteen sixty seven.
1: I know they had water and bodies, large no, bodies of water in nineteen sixty seven. But yeah, I was kind of just like, I don't, y- I don't get it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think the time frame was like nineteen sixty seven. Um, there's probably a reason if we go back and read it, that has to do with a metaphor of like a war that was happening. Uh, I, I didn't understand exactly the, the date. So, which is a good reason to move on Got it, <laughs> to yeah. the next story. It's just,
1: uh, it's just sad now because I feel like when, when a title is introduced to you for the first time, that might be the only thing you think of when you see that kind of title. So, I loved, obviously, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Tarantino film. So I think mentally, when I read the title of this story being Once Upon a Time in 1967, I was like, oh, this might be a little bit of like a Western, a revisionist history. And then when that didn't happen, I was like, You're like your
2: full fantasy with other realms. Yeah, the title seemed a little bit deceptive.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'd love to hear, I don't know, if, if you're the author out there, explain how that title had, Like, the 1967 had to do with the werefoxes and the water creatures. I I don't know. Anyway, story number two is a girl crawls in a dark corner. My God, this story gave
2: me chills. This is, like, a very violent, gruesome, uh, bloody story. But it's a plantation story. So, basically, you have a master forcing one of his slaves to um, circumcise young girls, I guess, for... uh, you're. We're not really sure. I think just right. for him to like rape them. I think S- or and they won't
1: like. feel any stimulation. which yeah. they wouldn't when you're raping them. I
2: yes. I it, it was graphic a graphic story. But at one point, uh, the way the story ends <coughs> is that this uh, the the main character six like this ghost onto the master that sort of feeds off like his blood. And the master dies in this
1: pretty gruesome way. Yeah, he's like cutting his neck like and a- like gutting his own throat. I wanted the master to cut his own dick off. I think we really oh, missed yeah. the opportunity because if this master was so obsessed with just mutilating young girls and making one of his slaves, like one of the slave women, mutilate these girls, which of course she's just completely traumatized and brutalized day in and day out having to do this work but if if the master is forcing this slave woman to mutilate these young girls i don't want you to be beheaded i want the master to slowly saw off his own dick yeah that's just me it,
2: it becomes like this was pretty much the first like straight slasher kind of yeah. story we read and i think that would have made it the most sense there was one line where like these uh the narrator says these demons the slave Masters don't recognize their own children, and I think there's this mm. idea that the master is also like raping um, his daughters as well. Yeah, this master and is just like oh, I mean, yeah. all of them. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. This story seemed a little bit different than the rest of the anthology so far, so it, it sort of took me by surprise.
1: Yeah, like, do you when you're like putting it was misplaced. Yeah,
2: when, I guess when you're like, it, I feel like this belonged in some sort of like horror anthology. Mm. But
1: Yeah, I was – you know how we go back and forth about trigger warnings and stuff? I, I still actually don't know. Can I put my leg on you? Yeah. it just feels comfortable to do that. Thank you. I still don't know. I should probably not host a podcast with anybody else in the future because be, at some point I'm going to be can like, I, girl, I know you're talking, but can I just put my leg on your lap? Thank you so much. I – I go. I really do go back and forth about trigger warnings because sometimes I see them as spoilers for things I'm watching. Like, I remember I was watching Stranger Things and then at the top of an episode or two, it'll be like, the following may contain suicide here or whatever. Maybe not Stranger Things, but like you and other movies, so I'm just kind of like, ah, you just spoiled it. Somebody's going to kill themselves. But this story, low key, needed a little something because to go from like, the fox and the water girl f- saving the underwater world to female circumcision definitely felt like a big jump.
2: I was like, this, is, this, was, this is strange. It yeah. was well
1: written though. And then, it was a captivating story, but I just emotionally, it was really hard to make that pivot for me.
2: Yeah. Well, and then the next story, uh, the Lady of the Yellow Painted Library. Oh, so which good. is my favorite story of what w- we've read so far. This story sort of feels like a Neil Gaiman or like a Ray Bradbury kind of story. So there's an horror element, but it's sort of funny, you know? It was. I, it, I, got,
1: I got notes of Twilight Zone as well. Yeah. I love it. It's it. like maybe
2: a Twilight Zone. So basically this guy who sells rotary phones, uh, borrow, on you know, one of his trips, he borrows a book from a library and loses the book. Yes. And the librarian is like this monster that like haunts him and Because hunts the book him is overdue. Down. Yes. I love it. Oh and I love it. I was it. like, oh and it just made me think of like I think the story works really well because you take this mundane profession of a librarian. Damn,
1: so, drag librarians.
2: Well it's just it could be
1: action packed. You don't know. I, you don't um, know what kind of character show. You know, the actually you
2: said that I recently was talking to someone whose mom was a librarian. She's like, Yeah, he was telling me um because I made that statement about the library being poor, he's like, not not a public library. Like, yeah, it'd be lit in my, there. Yeah, my, my mom has seen a stabbing, a shooting, in yeah. the library, and I was like, oh no, no, I was I was talking about a library, you know, like a in in a university or something.
1: But. No, in middle school, there there was a library that was right across the street from my one of my middle schools. I always say one of my middle schools because I went to the same middle school in 6th and 7th and then a different one for 8th. But the 6th and 7th middle school that I went to, there was a library right across the street. So kids would literally skip school, go to the library, and, like, be fucking over there. So the library became known as, like... The place where you know people were air quote losing their virginity. I was like, what is going on <laughs> down in that library over there? <laughs> like people are getting fucked in that library <laughs> and skipping classes. So speak for yourself when you talk about the library being boring. Oh no, no sorry, that's, that's okay. I, I don't mean to say oh no, y'all. It's it's just the, the babies.
2: We're on our last story, so I definitely in, enjoy this story. Um, the Lady of the Yellow Painted Library, a lot of fun.
1: My favorite story of the entire series so far, hands down. For sure. If you if you don't read anything but The Lady of the Yellow Painted Library, please read that. I'm not even gonna spoil the end.
2: Uh, the next story we read was When the Mami Wada Met a Demon by Mustafa. Uh, Diop, and basically, this story is about a witch who's been isolated from her village, but she is caring for the village as well. She has a daughter, and they welcome this like lonely child into their home, but the child turns out to be a demon. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's sort of that might be Amber and I's story <laughs> where we like we've welcomed this sweet child. I, I just that's love stories true. where like children are like seen as like. The epitome of innocence, but we're like, actually, no, they can be quite as evil as an adult. Like, you know, there is no such thing as innocence in humanity.
1: I think, and not to drag the stories of that we just currently read, but this story just didn't do it for me. I don't know. I think we've read so many Mama Watties, Mama Wata, Mama Wati stories so far that this. This one right after the the yellow painted library just felt like we've read something like this before. I'm not sure. It, it based on like all of the things that we've okay. read on this show.
2: I'm going to say there are so many books written about Greek myths and we right. hear Jupiter and we hear about yeah. Zeus all the time. So I I think for this, we did read a couple of Mama Wada stories. Yeah, this is like the third one. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just part of the mythology, right? Of course, of course. When you're you're doing that. So I thought what made this story different was taking innocence, a child, and then like um, that being manipulated uh, for your own um, purposes. And I, I see very much that happening now in like American political. Uh, society and culture, where things are being manipulated, <laughs> like children are uh, are pawns That's of course a phrase, and I thought this was like a good metaphor of that
1: I know i did, I just think stylistically it didn't do it for me. I, I remember having to restart this story like several times and, and thinking to myself, wait, wait, have I read this story already like I was just <laughs> having that moment a couple of times and maybe it was like the the, the water girl from the first story there's a water girl in a past story or maybe I I was just running together like everything from Wakanda Forever to Beloved I was like I've seen a bewitched child somewhere before so I feel like this story for me didn't contribute anything that unique but you're right like obviously there's been tons of stories about Hercules to take, and tons to of take, stories uh, about You
2: better notes you got to start taking better notes. It's like this story is this thing is this thing. It, maybe some of these stories do require you to like close read.
1: Yes, of course. I mean, but I, I, this story felt a little derivative to me. Just a little bit. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, y'all, we got, we got to get out of here.
2: <laughs> we don't have we're to. We're
1: doing our absolute best, but we're, we're raising a baby and our lives are just no, no, different we, now. No, no,
2: no. We're, we're Dang, we're, not we're, hitting me. We're doing great. Yeah. We're doing a great I, job. I, yeah. We're doing
1: great. She's slowly just playing around. She's she's not crying, but she's definitely like, where where are they at?
2: Amber is staring at... The baby!
1: That's my baby! baby. (laughs) That is my baby! What the hell hell is wrong with you?
2: Well, talking about evil babies, I guess we should... uh, (laughs) Go be parents. Go be parents. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. In conclusion, um, come back next week. I'll have new segments...
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Will uh, we?
2: Yeah. And uh, we're going to keep reading this story. We're going to keep living our lives and discussing uh, what it's like to raise a child and what it's like to be a full-time creator.
1: So Yep. And the documentary is coming out. Just please be, you know, stay by your computers and your phones. Uh, the top of May, for sure. May 2023. Bye. Bye.